0: Carl Jung tells us that unless we do the deep hard work of facing our darkness, we cannot reach the light. Part of that involves facing the parts of ourselves that we deny due to pain or trauma. I'm Janet Ioli and you're listening to Power Presence Academy, leadership with less ego and more soul. Join me each week as we talk about the deeper and provocative leadership and personal development topics that drive real change. Slow down, react less, reflect more, and lead with less ego and more soul. Let's go. Today I want to talk about something that is hidden, and it's something that we don't really talk about when we talk about leadership, and we talk about leadership development. But I think it's really relevant. I've studied business, leadership, psychology, human development, and philosophy since I was 18 years old. I've worked with leaders running organizations and their teams day in and day out for the past 25 years. Over these years, I've encountered literally thousands of leaders, both one-on-one and in groups at both mega corporations and in small to mid-sized companies. I've worked with brilliant, incredibly intelligent, smart founders and entrepreneurs. And I've worked in a whole host of different industries and people from different nationalities and countries. And so today... I was talking to one of these leaders and this person asked me this question. What makes a leader great? Wow. I can't believe it, but I was stumped. I didn't know what to answer. What makes a leader great, Janet? All your experience, all these people you've worked with, all the books you've read, what do you think makes a leader great? And I had to stop, and I had to think about that one. I didn't have an answer. And for a moment, I was thinking, wow, have I ever met a great leader? I thought of all the books I've read, all the amazing, and I've met some amazing leaders that I've encountered over the years. And I also thought about what I've learned in my gut from all the hours I've spent in this field watching people learn and grow. I'm a leader watcher. I'm a leader myself, right? I've worked in in corporations as a leader, but I'm also a leader watcher. And I thought of my own human and leadership development journey alongside all of these incredibly high achieving performers. Because when you think about it, most of the leaders that I've encountered are high achieving performers. And then this answer came to me. Doing the deeper work on themselves they are afraid to do is what I said. And that includes healing the childhood stuff. Carl Jung tells us that unless we do the deep, hard work of facing our darkness, we cannot reach the light. Part of that involves facing the parts of ourselves that we deny due to pain or trauma. And I work with so many people. And as as I get to know them better, I am actually amazed at how many people still carry things from their childhood that then peel over and actually bleed over into how they interact with people on a day-to-day basis. So if you're thinking, as I say this, because I'm talking about childhood and now it's getting into, oh boy, is this therapy. And if you're thinking, okay, that's touchy-feely and this isn't related to business and leadership, Janet, I get you. I understand that. And I understand that reaction so well, because let me tell you, I thought that too for many years, even though I knew better and I had been studying psychology and human development for so many years, I thought, eh, business is business. It's not personal. just, it's about results. But I know this for sure now, if you want to lead transformational change, you have to do the work on yourself first, because here's the thing. You have to carry the light and you've got to find the light first. So as I say that, I just want to talk just briefly in this episode, as we talk about this, just briefly about how our childhood adversity can impact our leadership effectiveness. And I'm just going to make four points on this. First of all, When we have experiences such as extreme poverty, a parent's mental illness, substance abuse, addiction, abuse, domestic violence, or any other really traumatic childhood experience, they have a traumatic impact on our development and how we develop into adulthood. Premise number one. Number two, While the ability to overcome these adverse conditions is a hallmark of high achievement. So we praise ourselves, oh, I I overcame my childhood, I've achieved all these things, look at me, I'm so successful. That achievement does not replace the need to confront and heal these trauma wounds. Three, as a result of these experiences that we go through that are traumatic, the unconscious wiring in our nervous systems create hypersensitivity. And that hypersensitivity can create interpersonal issues. It can create emotional deregulation where we can't control our emotions and we have these outbursts. It can create an overcritical inner voice. And it also can create health problems such as sleep disturbances, headaches, anxiety, overwhelm, inability to manage stress, et cetera, et cetera. I can go on and on. And this is a primer. It's I'm not getting too deep into this today because I just wanted to highlight this as something to be thinking about. If you're a leader in an organization, you have gotta be thinking about these things. And what I find, so many of us have had some sort of childhood trauma or have had adversity in our childhoods. And I just mentioned some of them, but there are many other things, being bullied. I mean, I can go on and on. And they impact our psyche and they they go into our unconscious and they impact how we deal with people. Four. If we fail to bring our traumatic feelings into our conscious awareness and heal them, we really look at them and heal them, they can erupt and sabotage our effectiveness as leaders of others. Okay. That's great, Janet. So what to do? Well, I'm just going to give you three things to think about. And this is what I wanted you to do in this episode is really think about this. And then I'm going in the show notes. I'm going to offer you some resources that if you're serious about doing this work, there's a few books that I recommend that can help you do the work. So first of all, recognize that operating at our highest performance means integrating and facing parts of ourselves that we reject what I said earlier about Carl Jung. It's going into that darkness and facing the parts of ourselves that we reject. And Carl Jung, the psychologist, calls that our shadow side. And there's lots of information about that. And I'm actually going to do a whole episode on the shadow that I think you'll be really interested in. Two, do the difficult inner work of self-reflection and healing that will release that unconscious energy that's stuck It's almost as if we've got this energy that we denied, we forgot about, we repressed, we put it away, and it's stuck in our behavioral patterns. It comes out because one of the books that I'm going to recommend to you is called The Body Keeps the Score. So it comes out for us, either in our body and or in how we react to others. And then three, finally... Realize that achievement and success are external. They are not indicators of leadership effectiveness. So you can be very successful and not be a great leader. To reach your highest leadership potential, I want you to think of the words of Gandhi. You must be the change. And that requires really taking the time the inner introspection and doing the work on who you are being while you're doing all the things you do. And that takes a lot of work. Thanks for listening. And always remember this every single moment you have a choice in what you say, what you do, and how you make people feel. Pause. And make those choices wisely and intentionally. Because every single moment, those choices are who you become as a leader. See you next time.